Well, Lent, as we know, is a, a time of preparation for Easter when we celebrate the death and resurrection of our Lord. Traditionally, Easter is the time when new converts to the faith were initiated into this covenant uh, by baptism. In the 40 days of Lent leading up to Easter, they were a period of intense preparation for that initiation, that conversion to our faith. Gradually, Lent became a period of preparation for all of us who were called to renew our covenant with the Lord solemnly each Easter. In today's readings, they help us enter into the spirit of Lent. They help us focus on what, is, uh, what it is that we are preparing to celebrate and how we are preparing for it. Then once again, this Easter, we will celebrate the renewal of the covenant relationship which God made with us in his son, Jesus Christ, a covenant which saved us from our sins and made us adopted sons and daughters of God. This covenant was foretold in today's first reading about Noah and the flood, when the human race had driven itself to destruction by its sin, God chose to recreate it by saving a remnant. That remnant consisted of Noah and his family and a pair of every creature on earth. We know the story. In this story, Noah is a figure of Jesus, the Son of God, the righteous one by whose death and resurrection God saved us from our sins. The waters of the flood are a symbol of the baptismal waters in which by the grace of the Holy Spirit flowing from the death and resurrection of Christ, our sins are destroyed and we emerge as God's children who are saved. The ark, it represents the church into which are gathered those who are being saved. And just as the ark contained Noah's family and a pair of each creature, so also the church contains the family of Jesus, the new creation, composed of men and women, drawn from all parts of the world, all races of the world, a truly universal Catholic church. This is the fulfillment of the universal covenant which God made with Noah. And the seven colors of the rainbow, they, they can represent the seven sacraments of the Catholic church, the signs and means by which God brings about and sustains this new covenant. Noah, his family, all who were on the ark, they were safe in the ark, riding high above the waters. And after the rain stopped, they were given the rainbow, a sign of a new beginning, a sign to the entire human race of God's promise to bring salvation to those who repent and are faithful to him, a sign that whatever the weather or storms of life that we experience may be, God is faithful. So the ark and the rainbow, these are two signs of God's salvation. Today, we're still afraid of floodwaters, but there are other raging and rising waters that threaten to destroy lives and families just as tragically. Waters of pride, materialism, waters of greed, lust, substance abuse, the list could go on and on. We all know people with great promise whose lives and families have been destroyed by one or more of these. It's difficult 
to raise a family today. It's difficult to stay true to our values, difficult to sustain a wedding vow, a marriage vow. But like Noah, we've been given an ark, the church. Like Noah's ark, it floats over the waters as a place of safety. We find that ark in the community of faith into which we were baptized. And our rainbow, the sign given to us by our Lord, the sign of his love for us, his fidelity to us, his faithfulness to us, that sign is the Eucharist. It is God's abiding sign to remain faithful to us in any storm and to help us stay on course above the difficult waters that we encounter in life. But a question lingers for us. Are we still in the ark? This is what the season of Lent is all about. Lent is a time when we remember God's fidelity to us, a time when we recall his promise to us. And it's a time when we consider our own faithfulness, a time when we examine our fidelity to him and renew the promises that each of us have made to him. Lent is a time to revive our Christian life and to see whether we are still in the ark or are we trying to swim the waters all by ourselves. So how do we do this? How do we prepare ourselves during Lent? How do we examine our Christian life? We do so by the three traditional ways of doing penance, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. We examine our Christian life through these traditional practices. Today's gospel puts before us the example of Jesus himself, who, before beginning his public ministry, was driven by the Spirit into the desert to fast and pray, to be united to God, his Heavenly Father. So, first, prayer. Lent is a time to examine our life of prayer. How do we pray? When do we pray? Are we simply reciting prayers, or are we truly in communion with God? How often do we pray? Is it only for emergencies, or is it a daily practice? Is it something that we depend upon? Do we depend upon our Lord in such a way that we're conversing with him throughout the day, especially those times when we have time, the quiet time, in the morning or late at night? Our prayer life reflects a relationship with God that is distinctly our own. It is intensely personal. Nobody can do our praying for us. And Lent is a time to diagnose the health of our prayer life. Next, fasting. Something that I clearly do all the time. Fasting and abstinence. These are splendid practices during Lent. They're crisp and clear, easy to define and evaluate. Fasting, they say, purifies the body and it brings clarity to the soul. So what are we giving up for Lent? Fasting reveals our real weaknesses. Although it is laudable to try to give up negative and unchristian attitudes during Lent, fasting is a very concrete barometer of our willpower. Fasting makes us face the patterns of our consumption and the power of a consumer culture in our life. It helps us become keenly aware of the things we are attached to, the things that we are dependent upon. And finally, there is almsgiving, or works of charity. This practice takes us out of the capsule of our private lives to address the wider world of need that surrounds us. It reminds us that we have a responsibility 
to our brothers and sisters, our neighbor. In addition, our acts of charity help to shape the kind of society in which we live. So our Sundays of Lent this year, this, this, uh, this Lent, they will center on the theme of covenant. There's the old covenant that is described, made, and renewed over and over again in the Old Testament. There's also the new covenant given to us in Jesus Christ. We were made part of that new covenant when we were baptized. Christ's covenant is like that of a faithful spouse, for better or worse, in sickness and in health, till death do we part. Um, maybe not that part, because we're with him forever, aren't we? Um, but for richer, for poor, right, in good times and in bad. Can we say the same of our response to our Lord? Can we say the same about our covenant with him, our side of it? Sometimes when we drift from the Lord, we begin looking for his kind of love in all the wrong places, and inevitably, we are disappointed. Lent is the time for all of us to renew our fidelity to him, to renew our fidelity to our Lord, to regain our place in the ark of his church, and to live our lives under his rainbow, the sign of his faithfulness to us. Prayer, fasting, and acts of charity are ways of assessing and reviving our fidelity to Christ. The Lord is faithful to us. Are we faithful to him? Are we in the ark, or are we trying to swim the waters around us all alone? Lent opens the door for us to enter the ark once again. Here, within the ark, we can behold his sign to us, the sign of the Eucharist, the sign that tells us our Lord is faithful, the sign through which he reminds us we are never, ever alone. May Jesus be praised now and forever.